Hello, I'm attorney Paul Whalen at Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our main reason for being is that we're trying to make ourselves as affordable as possible to make sure that the working person, man or woman, uh, has representation in both criminal courts and family law courts because the issues involved are so important that those folks should be represented by competent legal counsel. On today's episode, I would just like to take a moment to express uh, and explain child support, uh, child custody modifications in Massachusetts. As with uh, all modifications in, in Massachusetts, the, uh, the modification has to come about, uh, there has to be two requirements for a modification. First, there has to be a substantial and material change in circumstances since the last court order. And number two, that the proposed change is in the child's best interest. So let's take a moment to examine uh, both of those things. So there has to be a material and substantial change in circumstances. So that, as it sounds, is not a, a, a trivial sort of change. It's not a minor change uh, because courts don't want people coming back to modify child, child uh, custody orders uh, for little or no reason, for a, a small change. The court doesn't want to keep hearing things uh, and possibly change uh, um uh, tweaking the child child custody situation. It has to be a material and substantial change. So that's the first hurdle that, uh, that you must meet to show that substantial change before the judge will even hear uh, what your proposed change would be. So you have to get, get over that first hurdle in order for your case to, uh, to continue. And the second thing is uh, the proposed change must be in the child's best interest. Always keep in mind that in the probate and family courts, when dealing with children, the main thing the courts look for is that they want everything to be in the child's best interest. Of course, that's open for, for interpretation, and two people can have uh, legitimate disagreements over what is, it, what is in the child's best interest, uh, and that's where the battle often, oftentimes comes in, and that's what it's up to the judge to make a determination uh, of what is in the child's best interest. So let's uh, look at a couple of reasons why, uh, a couple of examples of uh, what a material and substantial change would be. One of the things is that if one of the parents moves out of state or wants to move out of state, if there's a typical child custody uh, arrangement with parenting time where a non-custodial parent gets the child, say, every other weekend and one week night per, uh, per week, um, if, the, if the person is now many more miles away out of state, that order, that arrangement is not going to really work out very well uh, just logistically. So something would have to be changed in order for the child to continue to see that parent on a regular basis. Usually that means that that parent would get perhaps fewer uh, visits uh, with the child, but they would be longer in duration something along those lines. Uh, another reason for, for, changing, uh, for changing a child custody situation would be um, if one of the parents is continually interfering with the, with the parenting time or visitation of the other parent. Uh, so if somebody's getting in the way of, uh, it, so for instance, if you are supposed to have your child say uh, this weekend and the, the custodial parent won't let you see them or wants to hold off, uh, push back the time that you can pick them up or push forward the time you need to drop them off. If they're getting in the way of your time with the child, that could be a substantial and material change in circumstances. Also, anything having to do with, with putting the child in any kind of danger, so any substance abuse in the home by one or either one of the parents 
could give rise to a substantial change in circumstances, uh, certainly. So those are the kinds of things most commonly that we that we see. Uh, and the and the other thing is that uh, just as children get older, uh, their uh, their lifestyles change. So a a child uh, a child custody situation that was uh, put into place years ago may very well need to be changed because the child older now they're uh, involved in activities in school uh, or they're working or whatever their their life changes. So a uh, child custody arrangement should change in order to um, in, in order to accommodate that that new lifestyle. So uh, that's so that's the first hurdle is the substantial and material change in circumstances. Next, you must show that it is in the child's best interest. And uh, again, that's that's up to interpretation. But really, the court looks to uh, they they want stability in a child's life. So they don't want to upset the child's. Um, daily routine or overall lifestyle, unless there's good reason to do so. They certainly will do so uh, if presented with the, with the proper information that such a thing, uh, such a change would be in the child's best, best interest. So the judge wants to keep stability in the child's life. They want them to continue in the same school, uh, with the same friends in the same neighborhood, if, if possible. Uh, they don't want to upset the child's life any more than, uh, than, than need be. Um, the child's wishes can sometimes come into uh, into effect as well. So let's take a moment to take a look at that. A lot of times people will ask us, well, my, you know, my son or my daughter wants to spend more time with me or wants to live with me or something like that. Can I, can they just tell the judge that and have them uh, and, and have the, the child custody changed? Well, uh, not necessarily. A court will, um, take into consideration a child's opinion, uh, depending on the situation. Uh, it's, it's really a maturity uh, sort of a analysis that the court looks at. There's no bright line where uh, a child, uh, where the age of a child comes into, uh, uh, into play, where there's, there's no rule or no law that says, you know, at 12 years old, they can express their, their opinions and the court has to go along with it or 14 years old or whatever it might be. But the court wants to understand, wants, will, will take into the, into account the child's wishes, uh, the more mature that person is. Uh, so the older the child, probably the more likely a court will, uh, will listen to their opinion. The other thing is a lot of times courts don't want to have, uh, a child express, uh, such opinions because it, it, it puts the child into a very difficult situation. The court doesn't want to put pressure on the child to say, I want, you know, I want to live with mommy or I want to live with daddy, whatever. Uh, and the court doesn't want you or your ex putting any extra pressure on your child to say something like that. If the judge is going to uh, listen to a child's wishes, and they sometimes do, uh, usually they, they don't want to have, do that in open court. They will take the, take the child back in chambers so that the child can express their wishes uh, without going on the record and so forth and without having to you know, go on the witness stand and so forth, because that could be very traumatic. I mean, that's traumatic for, for anybody to have to take the witness stand, but certainly for a child, for a young person to have to do that, especially when mom and, uh, and dad or the parents are involved, you certainly don't want to put the child, give the child any undue pressure as far as that goes. 
Um, there are situations where there are emergency situations where you want that you want an order that needs to be heard right away. So instead of a more routine um, situation where the, the child's lifestyle has just changed over a number of years, uh, that can get scheduled in the normal course of things to for for a hearing to be heard before the judge. But in a, in an emergency situation, so let's say that uh, one of the parents is having a, a substantial substance abuse issue, or there's an allegation of child abuse, or something Something along those lines. Obviously, you need to get in to to court right away because the child's safety is at risk, and uh, nobody obviously wants that to ha that to happen. So you can. There is a fast track, in, in other words, but it has to be a real emergency. Sometimes people will try to uh, push things to try to make it sound like it's an emergency uh, when it's just something you you want done right away. But the child is in no harm. There's no particular uh, fear for the child's safety. So. Keep that in mind. Even though you think might think it's an incredibly important thing and needs to be heard right away, the court may not agree with you as as far as that goes. Uh, so, how to win a, a child custody uh, modification? Uh, one of the things you know, you you just want to be present in the child's life. You want the judge to know that you are a good parent, that you have been there for your child all along, and that you still will be. So, if you're a, a non-custodial parent, make sure that you're your child support payments are up to date. Make sure that you participate are, are participating in your child's life. So go to their um, you know activities, their school activities, if they're into sports or dance or whatever it might be. Uh, make sure that you're supportive of, of that. Uh, be involved in the child's school. So go to the parent-teacher meetings and so forth. Uh, again, you just want to show the judge that you are an involved parent and it would make sense to uh, to, for the judge to give you this modification because you are involved in that uh, in that child's life. So again, at a Ford Law, we practice criminal and family law, uh, and we do so at, at usually a greatly reduced rate from what other firms charge. Here's the reason why we're in existence. For far too long, the working man or woman has been pushed aside by the legal services community. What happens is if, if somebody is indigent, that means if they have basically no money, they qualify for a court-appointed attorney or a legal aid, something along those lines. If somebody makes a lot of money, they can go out and hire whoever they want to on the open market. Um, typical uh, fees for uh, typical hourly rates for attorneys is probably $250 to $350 per hour. Um, if if uh, you know a, a regular working person is confronted with a, a family law matter or a criminal law matter, all of a sudden they have to come up with a large amount of money they may not have. But the issues are so important when, when talking about your family, your children, or in the criminal side of your of your actual freedom. You should not be unrepresented when you're walking into court. So what we do is we charge all of our fees on a sliding scale. So what happens is we take your income, we take the amount of uh, people in your household, we have a formula that comes up with our hourly rate for the family law cases. Uh, and as I say, it's usually a drastically less than, um, than, than other people charge. We use affiliate attorneys who are experienced, uh, compassionate folks who agree to take on these cases uh, because it's the right thing to do. Uh, and they want to make sure that everybody is represented uh, in court. So if you have any questions, please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. Please feel free to uh, look around. We have a lot of resources on the website. If you'd like, we'd be happy to talk to you. Book a free, no obligation appointment. Uh, it's virtual uh, from the privacy of your own home. There's no obligation whatsoever. At Afford Law, 
We're making justice affordable. Thank you.